Welcome to the Wrestle Raiders podcast. We handle all of your wrestling news and needs by digging in the crates of wrestling yesterday and forwarding our minds towards wrestling tomorrow. And now introducing your host, Frank Petrelli. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wrestle Raiders. This is your host with the most, Frank Petrelli, bringing you all your wrestling news and ease right here on Wrestle Raiders, where we dig in the crates of wrestling yesterday and forward our minds towards wrestling tomorrow. And what a week, what a week, what a week it's been. Since Monday Night Raw last week, we have had some pretty crazy shows on both sides of the border, whether it be AEW and or WWE. Um, yeah, man, I gotta be 100% honest. Just like always, I am flabbergasted at all the amazing action that we're actually sitting through these days. Whether it goes from the Continental Classic, Blue, or Gold League, having smash matches, people surprisingly winning that we didn't think we're gonna win, and or people losing that we kinda need to lose. Or we cross the pond and we get over to WWE where we have the Raw landscape changing with CM Punk arriving and Seth Rollins facing off challenges from Punk, Andrew McIntyre. We got Gunther and The Miz going head-to-head in some of the craziest matchups that we've seen. Um, We have new Raw women's tag champions, which is amazing. Um, We had a good tag title match between the guys as well that resulted in some pretty cool finishes and stuff like that. And I gotta be honest with you, I enjoyed it. I wanna get into AEW, SmackDown, and last night's Raw right here and now on the show. So, let's bust it open right from the door. AEW. Um, We haven't really been covering them super a lot on the show, but I have been paying attention for the last couple of weeks pretty intently because I want to bring all the news to you guys and bring you all the best opinions. Um, Let's start with the Continental Classic. The Gold League standings... Uh, as of Wednesday, where John Moxley with nine points, Swerve Strickland with nine points, Bullet Club Gold's Jay White with six points, LFI's Roosh with three, Mark Briscoe zero points, Jay Leto zero points. The Blue League standings were Brody King six points, Andrade El Idolo six points, Blackpool Combat Clubs, American Dragon Brian Danielson six points. BCC's Claudio Castanoli with three points, ROH World Champion and also the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, Eddie Kingston with three points, Daniel Garcia with zero points. These are your standings for your Continental Classic. Now, this tournament has been something that I haven't really been super excited about, but I've been keeping my eyes on just because A, I'm a tournament guy and I really, 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 really love tournaments. And B, there's a lot of competitors in this that I really care about. So, let's get back to... The main point of the show, Samoa Joe starts to show off. He comes out talking about um, who attacked who. We're getting into this devil stuff a little heavily. I don't want to touch too much on it because it's a storyline that I honestly detest. But Hangman Page and him come out. They jaw jack for a good bit. He accuses Hangman Page of being the devil or just somebody attacking people. Uh, says that he smelled Stetson and the beer that he liked. He saw the, the label. It was all that hearty har. We're really getting to a Roderick Strong run-in where he calls Hangman his young boy. We end up getting Roderick Strong and Hangman Page. And to me, what was one of the best openers that I've seen in a little bit on on AEW television. I got to be honest, man. Roderick Strong kicking ass. It's good to see him back out there on the saddle, breaking backs and throwing suplexes around like the juggernaut that he is. Uh, Hangman Page actually did his best job on making me like him. 
this week. It was pretty awesome. I loved the match. I think that it was definitely suitable to both competitors, and I have no real complaints about it. You know, it ended with Hangman Page getting a win with a dead eye. That was awesome. Um, we move on to our first Continental Classic match of the evening for the Blue League. Andrade El Idolo versus House of Black's Brody King. <sighs> Andrade has picked up three cr- crucial points in the Blue League with his win over Brody King. It was a smash mouth match. He came out there throwing around elbows and shit like he was a goddamn cowboy. It was sweet. I got to be 100% honest with you. I loved it. And... It was a great showing for Brody King, who was doing amazing in the House of Black. And I just love all of these members of the House of Black separately and together. It, they're definitely doing good work. And him versus Andrade was a great matchup. Um, Andrade does pick up the win over Brody King. And then we move forward into the night. We get a Von Eric promo. Uh, and they're promoing their Rampage match and their match at this Friday's, well, this past Friday's uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Final battle. Um, we're not going to be covering Final Battle on this episode. It'll be on uh, the extra episode at the end of the week. So if you're looking for coverage of the Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view, tune in at the end of the week and we'll be covering that. But um, yeah, the Von Erics, I got to be 100%. They're just, they look great in ring. But the way that Tony's promoing them, you think if the Iron Claw was that big of a, a big deal and the legacy of the Von Erics was that big of a big deal that they would have been highlighted in a match on Dynamite or Collision, one of their two top mainstay shows. Instead, we threw them on Ring of Honor's pay-per-view, which was actually stellar, by the way. And then they put them on uh, Rampage, which was, to me, a subpar match. It wasn't that great. Um, However, if you are looking for great wrestling on Rampage, go check out Rampage. There was a trios match that had Action Andretti and um, Dante and Darius Martin. Amazing match. Go check that out if you get a chance from this past Friday's AEW Rampage. But I just don't feel as though the Von Eriks are being showcased in the way that they should be, especially with the movie being as prevalent as it is. And, you know, the legacy of Kevin Von Erich and his brothers, it just should have been showcased a bit better. Um, we cut to the Golden, Golden Jets. Excuse me. I'm moving a little fast. The Golden Jets. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Uh, they have a promo off with Starks, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Um, this promo was just all over the place. I really wasn't the most entertained by it. I don't hate it as much as everybody else does because they mentioned my boy Enzo Amore. Woo! Love Enzo, man. Uh, big real one fan. He's looking jacked these days. I hope this leads to an opportunity for him in AEW because that would be awesome to see him back on the main stage. He's one of the best talkers in the game today. Um, but just a lot of these jokes that were hit or miss. Uh, more miss than anything. Um, really corny humor, and it just wasn't the most entertaining thing for me, but the Enzo Amore shout-out was enough to carry me through the segment. Also, Big Bill looked really bald. I don't know. I'm just going to go on s- stage there and say he looked super bald. Ponytails looking a little thin. I'd give it up, bud. Um, moving forward, though, we get to Ruby Soho versus Rio. I'm going to give this... A thumbs down. I really, I really wasn't into it. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't into it. Um, they're just have, they have a tough time making me care about these women's programs in AEW. For the last six months, it seems like they give us one women's match a night. It's hard for me to care. And I've never been the biggest fan of Riho. I feel like she's one of the least appealing Joshi American stars today. 
Um, just wasn't really into the match. Um, yeah, not for me. Um, if you want to go check it out, go check it out. But Ruby Soho picked up the win. And that's just how that match crumbled. I'm not really the biggest fan of AEW's sub-women division outside of Tony Storm or their TBS champion, the lovely Julia Hart. It's just not for me. But um, let's head to our next Continental Classic match in the Gold League. LFI's Roosh versus Jay Lethal. Uh, we get Roosh picking up the win here. Roosh knocks off Jay Lethal's head. It was a great match, great win for Roosh. Um, we really see these standings starting to move a good bit. And people picking up their, their points. I believe he picks up three points in this match. So that's awesome to see Roosh advance. Jay Lethal getting his face shown on television, which is always a good plus for me. And I really, really, really dig that. Uh, let's move on to another Gold League match. Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Not going to waste too much time on this here. Jay White on the ascent. The bang, bang, gang, baby. He's knocking people off, knocking people down. And I need to see him really win this tournament. This is my favorite pick for the tournament, to walk out with the triple crown like this was 2007 GHC. But I'm just looking for it right now. Uh, Mark Briscoe did his thing, uh, always paying tribute to his brother. And we love Jay Briscoe here at the channel. So rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Uh, love to see Mark Briscoe getting an opportunity to go out there and do his singles thing. He's not a bad wrestler by any means. And yeah, Jay White picked up the victory here and picked up three points. Here we go to the end of the night on Wednesday. The main event, it's main event time in my Mark Henry voice. Continental Classic Gold League match. BCC's John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland. And... Man, I gotta be real. I thought Swerve, I thought Swerve was going to be the one to walk out with this win. I, I did not think that he was going to take the loss, but he ends up taking the loss here. This was a Smash Mouth match. It was definitely something that I did not expect to end the way that it did. Um, I was expecting more of a deathmatch vibe, which is what I felt Swerve was trying to get over with his promos. Uh, that he was going to take Moxley to the edge with this deathmatch vibe because he just came out of this crazy one with Hangman Page. And that's not what we got at all. Um, John Moxley literally did his best to outsmart Swerve. Swerve got swerved at every turn. And it was be beautiful to see, to be honest with you. It was definitely awesome to see Swerve get a showcase against somebody like John Moxley. This is a big stage. This is the Continental Classic. Swerve has no titles. And this would be cool to see him also come into the finals with Jay White, him versus Jay White uh, in the finals. But John Moxley inches the win out over Swerve Strickland in a roll-up, which is pretty cool to outsmart him and make it more of a wrestling match more than anything. And that's what we got. Um, and that was our AEW Dynamite. There was a bunch of promo stuff that, to me, I just don't want to cover because I don't care. <laughs> if you really want to go check them out, go to AEW.com or their YouTube and check out their wrap-up or previews. They have wonderful packages. Just a lot of this stuff is hard for me to follow, man, because it's bad storytelling. But for the sake of the fans, I'm going to bring you what I can. Moving forward 
to AEW's Saturday Night Show Collision. We had Chris Statlander versus uh, and Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. Uh, Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale come out in the win. It was a hardcore match. It was pretty sick between the women. They were knocking each other down, doing all types of cool moves. Man, I love the hardcore setting when it's between chicks because they actually know how to lay those candlestick shots in. Love that, man. Uh, Shout out to Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale on the big win this Saturday night. We're going to head to our next Continental Classic Blue League match on AEW Collision. Eddie Kingston with with three points versus Daniel Garcia. Knocks off Danny Garcia, stays in the tournament. I thought this was it for Eddie if he didn't win. So this is pretty cool to see him knock him off. Uh, We're going to move to the next Continental Classic Blue League match. Andrade El Idolo versus Claudio Castagnoli. Uh... Castagnoli comes out and he ends up beating El Idolo. He ends up picking up the win over El Idolo, uh, naming this for revenge for what he did to Brian Danielson the week prior, beating his eye out of his head. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli picks up the win, three points in the Blue League match. Uh, he's catching up here, man, so that's a good thing. Uh, the next Continental Classic Blue League match, Brody King versus Brian Danielson. This one was a knockdown drag out, and it's crazy. Like, Brian Danielson seems to be, like, just on a tear of wanting to destroy his body on his last run. It's insane. Like, he just will not be satisfied until he's down and out. Like, he does not know how to say, you know what, I'm just going to keep my body intact. I just feel as though that this has to happen for me. I have to be as hard as possible. He ends up inching out this win over Brody King, which is a big deal. But man, I'm really worried about Brian Danielson. He is going out there and he's leaving everything and anything in that ring. Uh, We're going to move on to Abaddon's match. Abaddon returned. That was awesome, which is a big deal because people love Abaddon. Uh, We had her versus Jasmine Allure. It's a pretty big squash match. Comes out. Bada bing, bada boom. High kick, regal knee. And then the Black Dahlia finishes this one. Winner, Abaddon. Uh, We get a stare down with her and Julia Hart. Both women brawl. Abaddon gets the upper hand, but then Sky Blue pops up. Boom. Both women look like they're going to attack Julia Hart, but then Julia Hart and her and Sky Blue attack Abaddon, and Thunder Rosa pops up to help Abaddon. So we're going to get a program between Thunder Rosa, Abaddon, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue, hopefully leading to a fatal four-way for the TBS championship. Loving that championship and loving what they're doing with it. Shout out Julia Hart for being one of the most entertaining women on television today. Let's move to the main event. The AW International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Brian Keith. Not very familiar with Mr. Keith whatsoever. So if you guys like Brian Keith, are curious about Brian Keith, or, you know, feel as though that he's something new that you want to check into, go check him out. He's on AEW's official website. I believe he has also done some pretty noteworthy indie work as well. I myself will be checking him out. So that's something that I will be checking into. But anyway... Moving forward. So here we are. It's the middle of December. I already know what you're thinking. You don't know what to get your wife. You don't know what to get your husband. Or you don't know what to get your kids. Don't even trip. I got you. Head on over to Studio5StarOfficial.com where you can find all of your anime sticker needs, cool memes, and clothing options as far as tees and cool Christmas sweaters. Right now, if you use their promo code on their website, you can get 20% off. 
That's right, 20% off. In a world where we get no breaks, this is a big break. Make sure you head on over there, man. Those boys are great, and they're doing wondrous work with anime graphics. Studio5starofficial.com. Remember, use their promo code on their site. 20% off. You cannot beat this. Check them out. Studio5starofficial.com. Okay, and we are back. Just had to take a brief intermission. All that talk about AEW had me a little hungry, so I had to put something on my stomach. You guys know how that is. But we are back once again, and I would like to get into the WWE side of things, starting with Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, monumental show. Definitely uh, the return of Roman Reigns feels warranted and needed. Uh, Bloodline presence has been a bit thin on the show uh, with him, Jim, Jim himself, Jim Uso. Uh, no yeet taking over the... Roman Reigns role with Solo Sokoa playing his enforcer and the OG himself Paul Heyman backing them up has been a bit of a thing for the couple of weeks that you know Roman's been away since Crown Jewel and you know we've we've missed Roman Reigns so to have him come back on Friday was definitely a a good get for us um we get to see a promo off between Roman Reigns and Randy Orton Randy tells Roman he's been thinking 13 months about him and coming back taking everything from him and his bloodline and Roman just straight up tells him I haven't thought about you at all we get the smug oversight from Roman Reigns that we all have come to know and love and it leads to an announcement of a match Jim Uso versus Randy Orton for the main event of tonight. Definitely a match that when they announced it, something that I was looking forward to. And I know that you guys were kind of salivating at the fact of getting Randy Orton back in the ring against a Bloodline member, just like I was. Uh, let's keep going, though. Zelina Vega versus, and Mia Yim versus Asuka and Kairi Sane. Um, damage control. Damage control. Gotta be honest, they're kicking ass all over Friday nights. Um, these ladies are definitely setting up milestone after milestone, and I don't see this Joshi band stopping anytime soon. We got Asuka and Kairi Sane kicking the shit out of Zelina Vega and Mia Yim. Um, definitely a great match showcasing not only Mia Yim's versatility in the ring, but Zelina Vega's chops as well. Asuka and Kairi Sane inched this one out with the insane elbow. It was pretty sick. Um, I love to see Mia Yim, period, because she's been awesome. I've been in love with her work style since Impact Wrestling, and she can really do no wrong. So shout out to Mi Chin, shout out to Zelina Vega for their efforts, but Asuka and Kairi inch this one out. Hopefully we could see them head towards the women's tag team titles pretty here soon because we got new tag team champions. We're going to get into that later in the review for Raw, but that was definitely a good match that I enjoyed. Um, moving forward, we had a United States Championship Contender Tournament semifinal. Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory. Not much to say here. KO inches out the victory. I mean, we all kind of knew he was going to win, right? And it's kind of a nice little cursor on top of the feud with Austin Theory. You know, for a while he was coming out dressed as Kevin Owens. Uh couple weight jokes it was just a really good cap off for their feud and also a good continuation of this tournament you guys if you listen to the show i've said it a million times i am a tournament guy um this is my favorite tournament going on right now to be honest with you the continental classic is also pretty cool but this is where my attention is pretty much focused um so yeah there's that uh ko doing his thing definitely coming out with this much needed win advancing in the tournament uh, whoever wins out of the next matchup would be his next challenger in the tournament, so that would be pretty cool to see, and that brings us to our next match. 
uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller. We get Carmelo Hayes coming straight up from NXT. Shawn Michaels hand-picked representative of the Tuesday Night Titan brand coming up to SmackDown, doing his debut thing, going against somebody that he is all too familiar with, Grayson Waller. What can I really say about this match that isn't really visible from the door? Grayson Waller, blue chipper, somebody that we've had on the main roster doing pretty cool work with Austin Theory, The Miz, whoever he really can get his hands on, LA Knight, all these boys are doing great work with Grayson Waller. Um, Waller and Hayes are definitely two of my top prospects from the NXT 2.0 crowd, so it was cool to see these two face off on a bigger brand with a bigger spotlight on them, and man... Carmelo Hayes, a future main eventer for sure, somebody that I see main eventing WrestleMania and PLEs for years to come, but one thing, and I mean the one thing that I want to harp on more than anything, this kid needs a new finish. That top rope, mellow doesn't miss, money shot, whatever you want to call it, I cannot get behind the John Cena top rope, leg drop to the back of the head. I gotta be honest, it's not high impact enough, and the kid's too good looking to have such a, a horrible finish. So, I mean, I don't know if we can get him a TKO, if we can get him a running power slam, some variation of a stunner or and or super kick. I don't know. Whatever you smarks are looking for out here, but that top rope dr leg drop, <clears throat> gotta get gone. So, moving forward, Carmelo Hayes inches out this victory over Grayson Waller. Uh, we have now our championship standings looking a little bit different in the tournament. Uh, the next week, we will see Carmelo Hayes versus Kevin Owens in pretty much almost the finals, um, which moves forward. And... We get a backstage segment between KO and Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo tells him straight up, you're not going to little bro me. You're not going to punch me in my mouth. We're going to see each other next week, and I need this championship a lot more than you do, KO. This is what's going to go down, and this is how it's going to happen. KO is very confused about the little bro terminology because he doesn't understand it. To be 100% honest with you guys, I just turned 31. I don't really get it either, but I guess he's trying to say you're not going to make me seem like some type of non-credible threat. Who knows? I think he actually will. I think KO is going to definitely come out with the win over Carmelo Hayes, or maybe we'll get Carmelo Hayes versus Bobby Lashley, because we all know Big Bob is definitely going to make his way through the tournament. So, um, we get him versus uh, Santos Escobar next week as well, which is going to be awesome. But uh, moving on to the main event of the evening, Randy Orton versus him, Jim himself, Jim Uso. No yeet. Uh, man, Jimmy felt earlier in the evening that he was going to be set up. He was talking to Solo and asked Solo, like, hey, man, if you knew something was going to happen to me, you would tell me, right? And Solo, with his all solemn attitude, wants to be like, I'm your brother. He didn't really want to tell him what was going on between the tribal chief and his wise man behind those closed doors. It was giving Jimmy a bit of anxiety, if you will. So... Uh, fast forward to the main event. We got Orton and Uso doing their thing. Uh, let's not spend too much time on this because this is pretty much a tune-up match for Randy Orton heading into his triple threat match at day one. Excuse me, not day one. That's the Raw pay-per-view on TV. We're going to call this one New Year's Revolution. That's correct. His triple threat at New Year's Revolution versus LA Knight and AJ Styles. So this is just tune-up match, just like his one uh, a couple weeks ago with Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Jim takes the RKO. We get a nice finish to this match. Um, the bloodline comes out. We get an ambush of Randy Orton, who pops up to save him, but one LA Knight. LA Knight comes out, throws a couple of right hands, a couple of boots to asses, and then boom, we get the numbers game, taking these two boys down. 
What's going to happen here? Who's going to come out to save them? I don't know. All of a sudden, it's a renegade AJ Styles in what looks to be black slacks coming out, throwing some forearms and fists. Uh, really, really, really good shape. I got to say, I haven't seen AJ look like an action figure since he debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling maybe 10 years ago. So that was actually a, a pretty big deal. Looks like he puts put on at least like 30 to 40 pounds of muscle. It's pretty crazy. Um... Curious, curious, curious events at the end. He uh, helps fend off the bloodline, and then uh, it looks that LA Knight puts his hands on AJ Styles' arm to move him out of the way. AJ takes exception to this, knocks out LA Knight. So a lot of people online are thinking that he may be going heel. Me personally, I just don't think he wants people touching him, because I don't know people randomly touching me either. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a bad guy. Um, this is the conclusion of our Friday Night Smackdown program. Um, all in all, I think SmackDown is hitting. It's not as entertaining as Raw for me right now because I am an eternal CM Punk fan and I am gripped by the story with him and Rollins and Rollins' championship aspirations going forward, trying to hold on to that belt until he can get the CM Punk getting through Drew McIntyre, which is where we are right now. Let's head on over to Monday Night Raw and see exactly how this show shaped out. Our card was as follows. We had an Intercontinental Championship match, Gunther versus The Miz. We also had the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Judgment Day, defending against the Creed Brothers, who won their number one contendership match a couple of weeks ago to face them. We also had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, Defending, uh, defending their titles against Katana Chance and Caden Carter in what was my favorite match of the night. I gotta be honest, I love Katana Chance, I love Caden Carter, I love them as a tag team, and it was a really great match. Um, the Miracle on 34th Street Street Fight, uh, JD McDonough versus R-Truth to start the show was pretty cool. Um, not to spend too much time on it, it was... Uh, a loser leaves Judgment Day match, uh, as decreed by R Truth. We had JD McDonough actually losing to R Truth, which was a shock for myself and much of the WWE universe. Uh, wow. JD's still in the Judgment Day, but it definitely had my heartstrings like, wow, is he really about to get kicked out? Who never knows? You never know with Triple H's booking, man. He's here or there, and he will pull a trigger. He's not Vince McMahon. So this was a really good fight to start off the night. It was very entertaining. Shout out to R-Truth, too, for coming back from injury, looking like he hasn't missed a step. The guy's 52 years old and is in better shape than me. It's insane. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Ron Killings, R-Truth, definitely being black excellence. Uh, we also had our world heavyweight champion coming out addressing Drew McIntyre. Um, again, not to spend too much time on promos because they can be long and drawn out, and I am not a stenographer. I am not here to give you play-by-plays of what people said, but what I will tell you is this feud is heating up pretty crazy. I'm pretty anticipating day one more than anything else. Uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre are probably going to tear the house down in what seems to be a barn burner. Uh, Drew comes out with one of the weirdest promos that I've heard in recent times. Uh, I can't really speak on it much because I don't get it. I don't know if he was trying to be a baby face, if they're pushing him as a baby. I'm not sure, but it was really weird. And Seth thought it was weird too and told him he feels sorry for him. We get some back and forth action and the cleanest super kick that I've ever seen Seth Rollins throw in my life personally. So that was an awesome segment. Uh, like I said, I can't wait for day one, man. It's definitely shaping up to be a pretty cool episode of Raw. Uh, we also got main event Jay Uso, one of my personal favorites on the Raw brand, going against Ludwig Geyser. Um, wow. 
definitely I think Jey Uso is going to be the guy to dethrone Gunther. That's that's where I think we're going with this. I think that he's going to dethrone Gunther with maybe some assistance from Brock Lesnar, leading to a Brock Lesnar and Gunther match at WrestleMania that does not necessarily need that Intercontinental Championship that Gunther has the death grip on. Uh, we'll get to that later with his Intercontinental Championship match. But yes, Jim, or excuse me, Jay Uso coming out with the win over Ludwig Kaiser. Shout out Ludwig Kaiser, man. This guy is in fucking impeccable shape. I don't even curse on this show, but I gotta throw the F-bomb out at least one time. This guy is cut from marble. And him and Giovanni Vinci are definitely doing great undercard work. I cannot wait to see them work as a team more. Just because they are actually that great. Watching them as Marcel Barthel... And uh, I can't even remember Vinci's original name, but watching them in NXT was pretty dope. <clears throat> and I would love to see them get back to that on Monday Night Raw. But yes, we got Jay Uso coming out with that win. Shout out main event Jay Uso. Definitely one of my favorites on the brand. And I really, 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 fingers crossed, hope he's the one to dethrone Gunther. Uh, moving forward, we also had Tazawa doing the nasty, beating on Ivar. Um, Ivar takes this win as most people expected him to do. We got a pretty sick senton from Tazawa from the top rope, though. It's always good to see those huge uh, Alpha Academy boys doing their thing. Shout out Chad Gable. Shout out uh, Otis. And shout out the lovely Maxine Dupree. Everybody doing their thing over there. I really want to get one of those shirts for Christmas. If anybody's listening, the mailing address for the show is on the Spotify. If you guys want to send me any type of gifts, get me one of those shoes shirts I love that um yeah shout out to Zawa that was a really good match always love to see him wrestle um and Ivar man is moving up those ranks um we then see backstage Adam Pierce talking to one Bronson Reed about the next challenger for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship uh I would love to see this one ran back I have no issues with Bronson Reed um everybody loves a big meat matchup and that's exactly what that one will be so we'll see where that one will go Moving forward, we get to the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. We got Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, the champions, defending against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. What more is there to say? We have new champions. These girls have been fighting and scrapping, going through championship match after championship qualifier. Um, these are our former NXT Tag Team Champions. These girls are great. Um, it's great to see Chance and Carter inch out this win and take the championship from Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Chelsea Green's been doing some of the best work of her career with Piper, and Piper is definitely on fire. They're probably going to run this one back at day one, so keep your eyes on this. Uh, this is one that I recommend you go to their YouTube and check out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Chance and Carter's finish is always a blast. Go check that out. It's one of my favorites. Moving forward, Judgment Day and the Creed Brothers. Um, whew, this was definitely a crazy match. Um, the important part of this match that I want to talk about is safety. I saw that Brutus Ball crush Damian Priest's head, and it was pretty crazy. Like, it looked like he was shooting mad afterwards, throwing the other, I think his name's Julius, uh, throwing him out of the ring. He looked pretty mad. And I'd be mad too if an almost 300 pound man dropped onto my cerebellum. Um, the Judgment Day takes this win in a hard-fought victory, definitely adds credibility to the tag team. I don't know what it is about Damian Priest. He's just not giving main eventer to me right now. Um, he still has that senior money in the bank, so hopefully we can see some type of credibility added to him. I don't know if he needs to leave the group or get kicked out of the group to solidify himself as that big baby face. Um, 
I'm not sure, but hopefully uh, going into WrestleMania season here, we get some type of clarity on what his role will be in this 2024 landscape that we're stepping into. Um, but yes, again, shout out to Creed Brothers. They did their thing in this championship match. Didn't come out with it, but we'll see what happens next time, boys. Moving forward to what was, for me, the main event of the evening. We had Gunther, the champion, Intercontinental Glory, on his shoulder, going against The Miz. And what would be The Miz's last championship match against Gunther if he doesn't win this time? Um, man, Miz is showing exactly what type of credible fighter he is. A lot of people don't give him respect, including Gunther, which is the story. And he went out there and he left it all in the ring with the ring general. Um, Gunther takes the win, of course. Nobody really expected him to drop to the Miz, even though I think that would have been an awesome moment, no pun intended. But it was pretty cool to see the Miz go out there and put on a crazy match. His chest was lit up red so bad it looked like raw meat. Gunther was just chopping him like he was hamburger. It was pretty cool, a uh, nice cap off to the night, and this was an episode of Raw that, again, it wasn't the last two weeks because we didn't get any CM Punk, so the hype wasn't there, but man, the matches are just amazing. This was a chance for WWE to show, yes, we have CM Punk, but we don't need him, and they proved that because this had me enthralled, and I was very much entrenched in all the action that was going on. So to sum that up, WWE right now, once again, hitting on all cylinders. I'm very excited for the main event scene. Day one looks like it's going to be a momentous occasion. A lot of championship matches going down on that. Um, and I'm pretty much looking forward to it. So I hope you guys are going to be tuning in between now and then. We got two weeks till then. So we're going to be covering a lot of things going on Monday Night Raw. The same thing with New Year's Revolution. SmackDown is shaping up to be crazy. I need to see these two PLE editions of these two television shows. Uh, so this upcoming... Two weeks is going to be very anxiety-filled for me. Um, if you guys have any favorite segments that we talked about on either of these two shows, don't hesitate to drop your comments in the chat below. I'm open to all feedback. Um, if you're on any of the other affiliates, such as Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, or YouTube Music, or Podcast, um, there's also a chat below there. We can definitely talk there. I get back to people as much as I can. Uh, yeah, man, just make sure you guys are tuning into pro wrestling. It's so great right now. The business is booming. If one side's doing good, the other side's doing good. This is all great for all of us. Uh, we have some really exciting partnerships coming up with some local promotions. And I'm very excited to be announcing that soon. We want to get some stuff on paper before I start flapping my gums. So I'm not going to get into that too much. But just know that there are big things coming. Shout out Sportswire Radio as well. We are uh, officially partnered with them. Uh, there will be a live show coming. A live edition of Wrestle Raiders coming Fridays. So uh, be on the lookout for that announcement as well. Uh, we'll be back at the end of this week. I got some extra episodes coming as well. Some TNA Impact reviews, retro reviews. And talking about the future from Impact branding to TNA once again. Uh, so look out for that at the end of this week, and we'll be back to talk all things SmackDown and Raw. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. So once again for Wrestle Raiders, where we dig in the crates of wrestling yesterday and forward our minds towards wrestling tomorrow. I'm your host, Frank Petrelli. This has been great. I had a blast, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Hey. Hey, you. Yes, you, the guy with the AirPods in his ear, staring at his phone, trying to figure out what podcast you want to listen to on your way home from work. Come closer. I got a suggestion for you. Go on any of your podcasting affiliates like Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of those, even YouTube, and check out Wrestle Raiders. 
It's one of the best pro wrestling podcasts out right now that cover wrestling history. We dig in all of the crates. I'm talking going all the way back to the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Plus, we apply our mind to wrestling wonders of tomorrow. We're talking Raw, SmackDown, NXT, at times, NWA, Impact Wrestling, and any other places that the fans are clamoring to hear about. And you got one of the best co-hosts of all time, me. Guess who the main host is? Me. Both of them. Me, Frank Petrelli. And I'll guide you through anything and everything you need to and want to know about this pro wrestling landscape that is ever so changing. Check us out once again on all podcasting affiliates to get all of your pro wrestling news and needs. Wrestle Raiders. Catch you later.